Welcome to episode 24 of the Two Average Guys Sport Podcast. Just a couple average dudes talking about sports. No formal playing experience, no formal management experience, literally two average guys. My name is Sam. Right here, we got hometown coming back. Little little crispiness, Leesburg, Esmond Evanson. Um, yeah, good to be home, man. Yeah, it feels good. I got back Saturday. So, uh, yeah, it feels good to be back home. You know, going to be here for a few months, finishing out the semester. Um, we're, re- we're reunited five minutes away, and we're still doing this over Zoom. That's, <laughs> that's, how, that's how it goes. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, but just a disclaimer, this is going to be our last episode on YouTube. We are fully going to Anchor, which is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, I don't know what else, whatever Google, else. Google, Overcast, Overcast, Overcast uh, you know, we just, we figured, you know, not, I mean, YouTube's not like for podcasts unless you're a big name brand. So uh, we're definitely going to try and grow the brand by, you know, just releasing the audio and uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we do have NBA news, MLB, um, not much. College basketball, a little surprise. Uh, I'm going to let you get to that shortly. Some college football, NFL, um, followed by is this crazy or am I crazy? Name a few statements, and you're going to go ahead and say if they are crazy, not so much, as well as as other sport news. Shall we go ahead and get started? Let's do it. All right, perfect. So NBA first, um, they finally agreed on a start date, and that will be December 22nd. We kind of figured that last time. Um, We kind of said that. So it is December 22nd. The season ended last month in October. Commissioner LeBron, you know, the guy who runs the whole freaking league, um, he's not happy about it. NBA is probably going to push it back because he's not happy about it. Not actually. 71 days of rest between the last team playing and then the first game. Our last game and the first game. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, it's – it's. I saw it was it was the shortest offseason in between uh, any professional sport. Um, you know, you could say there's pros and cons to it. We've kind of been talking about it for a few weeks now. Um, I think, I mean, it's going to hurt them because the NBA is the superstars are not going to play just because they, they went so far in the playoffs. And I just, uh, I'm going back and forth on it to say the least. What would you, what would you think? What's, what's your, like, I'm, I, I'm back and forth and here's why you got some teams, you got eight teams that haven't played in a long, long time. We're talking going to be nine months, um, or right around nine months when tip off happens in December. That being said, you have teams who've barely gotten a rest. I mean, they're they're literally last season ended what mid October. Yeah, so it's been it's only been less than a month. Yeah, less than a month. You got the NBA draft, which we're actually going to talk about shortly because I have a little bit of coming in action, and then training camp and games. I I don't I I'm not a fan of it. I I think that's what's yeah. the worst thing that can happen if you start on January first or something like that. Because the usual, the usual offseason, I mean, they finish, they finish the season in mid-June, and then they, uh, they start, like, what, preseason early October, and the regular season starts mm-hmm. late on. So they have about four months off. So if you, if you look, if they had started four months later now, you're looking at, okay, they finished mid-October, they wouldn't be able to start until mid-February. That's all-star break weekend. They probably wouldn't have been able to get more than, like, 30 or 40 games. So, I mean, I, I see what the pros and cons are for both uh, starting early and starting late, but – uh, it should be interesting to see how, you know, who plays and who doesn't. So it's something we have to definitely look at. And I know it sounds like a weird question, but who is actually at the advantage here? Because teams have been off for nine months. 
but when you're kind of in season shape, you're just, you're going, I mean, you really are just going and then it kind of throws you off sort of the teams that have, I mean, just remember the teams that didn't go to the bubble, they didn't practice. I mean, there's nothing to practice for. So like, is this an advantage for those eight teams that weren't able to play or kind of the teams that were able to play? I would say it benefits the teams in the middle of the two spectrums, the teams who either didn't make the playoffs in the bubble or who got, uh, who fell out in the first, first round, round. Just- because they, they had, they probably left in what September. So they, they, they did, they were able to play for a little bit and they are having a pretty long off season for, so I think it would benefit them the most. Yeah, I would actually have to agree with you there. And then, like I said, the NBA draft, um, just quick, real quick, a lot of NBA executives believe LaMelo Ball is going to go number one to the Timberwolves. Is this a screw-up for the Timberwolves franchise? Does he does he force a trade? Like, you remember when Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning got drafted and back in, like, 2003? Like, they were like, oh, we, we hate it here. We are not going to be here. Does LaMelo Ball trade get traded because he demands one? I don't, I don't I mean, know. The Timberwolves I mean, suck. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Timberwolves yeah. are not on TV because no one cares about them. Yeah, you have Carl Anthony Towns, who's a pretty good player. Um, but nothing else. I mean, Andrew Wiggins yeah. is gone. D. Russell is there, but he can only do so much. So, like, yeah, I could, I could see, the, I could see them trading it. I, I, I think they could. I've seen. Uh, they would trade to the 76ers and the 76ers would pick up LaBella ball. And then the uh, Timberwolves would get Ben Simmons. That would be very interesting. Um, Cons- interesting conspiracy. to see. Uh, a little conspiracy action there. Um, well, we're, we're going to see what happens. I mean, according to this, you know, the draft is a week away, about a week away. NBA season is going to be starting early next, or I guess late next month. Um, but we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens. That's all we can do. Yeah, for sure. And then from the NBA <laughs> to the MLB, what a screw-up, man. Rob Manfred and MLB just continues to screw up. We should protest and not talk about them. Do they, do they, <laughs> even, do they even deserve our attention? Do they really? <laughs> Maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get attention by just keep messing up these calls. Yeah, but like you said, you know, not – I mean, only slight news we've had in baseball. You know, Justin Turner doesn't get punished in any way. I mean – I don't really think he should have gotten punished, in, in my opinion. I mean, he just won a World Series. Yeah, it was a completely dumbass thing to do to go back on the field after you just tested positive. If he – I mean, I don't yeah. know. It's just – Well, I mean, to expand beyond that, now there's five players on the Dodgers that have tested positive. Obviously, you know, it's the offseason, so no one really cares. But – Yeah. Justin Turner, you're an idiot. Sorry, not Sorry. <laughs> Give me, the, give me some college basketball. We're, we're going and we're skipping the MLB because screw them. Give us college basketball. You, you, you got this. Yeah, so a, uh, AP Top 25 dropped today. I always like to see, um, you know, this is the first kind of test of the season. Who's who's looking like they're going to be good? Who's who's not? Uh, we can I can run down the top 10 for you. Uh, Gonzaga coming in at number one, which uh, they're going to have a stacked team. I know they're, they they had a really good team last year. They're always They always make deep runs in the tournament, so – uh, and then coming in number two, Baylor, which that, that, that was kind of a surprise to some people, but they are the favorites in the Big 12 this year, which is a sad, gonna, sad thing for me. I'm going to have to pause you there. Is, has Gonzaga even won, like, the national championship yet? Furthest they went was uh, they went and played North Carolina a few years back and lost to uh, – they had, like, that team with Luke May and, like, uh, uh, Kobe Jones. I don't know who either of those guys are. 
Oh my god. Uh, so that's Virginia. Oh, but yeah, going down the list, uh, we got Villanova. Villanova three, no surprise there. Virginia four. Kind of surprised at number five, Iowa. You know, they got Luca Garza coming back. Uh, he averaged about, I think, over 20 points a game in, like, double-double last year. So, he's going to be an All-American pick probably. We got my uh, team from Lawrence, uh, Kansas, coming at number six. Uh, I It should be interesting to see how they they, you know, they lost a few uh, great players. Uh, Wisconsin at seven. They're always good. Another surprise, Illinois eight. And then we run out of the top ten with uh, a couple of heavyweights in Duke and Kentucky. So, uh, Biggest thing I got from this is uh, Midwest representing in this in, in this top who, ten. Who is the biggest surprise, and then who should be higher or lower on that list? I thought Kentucky would be a lot higher. I thought Kentucky would be a top five team. I know they brought in a, a bunch of recruits like they always do with Calipari. Um, you know, Illinois and Iowa definitely stand out. I would say. I mean, they're just teams you don't really see. But I mean, of course, yeah, we haven't played anything of the season yet, so. We'll have to see. Also, I saw this headline in college basketball today. So the Patriot League, that smaller conference, Northeast Conference, they are playing – they only have, I think, 10 teams in the league. And they are playing in, like, four-game, like, quad quadrants or whatever. I think I saw Boston University and I believe Lehigh are going to play each other six times this season. Wow. <laughs> six That's times. Terrible. Six times against the same opponent. That has to be some kind of record. I just thought that was kind yeah. of interesting. But, like, I mean, I don't know how they're going to determine the tournament this year, too, because you're going to have just so many fewer games with no non-conference. So, it'll be interesting to see. I, I definitely have to agree with you there. Um, it's it's weird. But as of yesterday, we are two weeks away from the start of college basketball. November 22nd is the start date, uh, if I'm correct. Right? No, I think it's the 20th. I think it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, the 25th. All right. So, that, so then two days from two. now. Yeah, it's a little over two weeks, yeah. And then where do you think Kansas should be ranked on this list? Do you think higher, lower, appropriate? Appropriate. Uh, they okay. won't, they're not going to be – I don't think they're going to be a championship contender like they were last year. I hope they prove me wrong. I'm just – got to be as unbiased as possible, but they'll still be good. They'll still be a good team. So hopefully we don't hey, – we're all about biased opinions. That's what we are. We're two average guys, man. <laughs> that's true. Hopefully uh, we don't get our tournament ban this year. But, hey, if we do get our tournament ban – this Wait what? <laughs> Kansas Thunder whole, scandal, nothing new. Because the, the whole Adidas scandal, that that uh, <laughs> that that debacle. Screwed you. Um, yeah. Going from college basketball to college football. Um, well, BYU does not like they just blow over Boise State. I mean, it's not even close. Is BYU legit? I don't. I mean. The problem is with BYU, they're running out of games. They have one game left, and it's against North Alabama. I looked at their schedule. So, it's they're not going to make the playoff. They haven't played anybody great. Boise State's a good team. They're not a great team. But I want to see BYU play, like, these top five teams. I don't think they would stand a chance. Um, I think that's good. interesting how you just said that. BYU has one game left. Meanwhile, the whole MAC, you know, Middle Atlantic Conference has only played, like, or Mid-American is, like, one game in. <laughs> Yeah, like the Big Ten and like all these other power conferences have five, five. Yeah, USC is a one game in, and meanwhile BYU has one game left. Man, that's I don't. I think BYU is like eight. No, they played eight games already, so it's it's crazy. Um, they're just running out of games. Though, unless they unless they, I mean, there are some SEC. I did see there were some SEC games that got postponed this weekend. So you know, who knows yeah, what's going to happen? And then so the next game, a really good matchup, Notre Dame. 
you called it takes down Clemson um, in a thrilling two overtime game. Notre Dame not being good Catholics or Christians though, man. They rush the field, screw COVID. Like, come on now. That was a that was ridiculous. I mean, it was, that was such a bonehead a good, move. That was such a great game too. I watched. I probably watched the last like fourth quarter, and I watched all the overtimes. Uh, uh, the Clem. Oh, Clemson is in good hands, though. I think they're, you know, Trevor Lawrence is coming back, and their backup who played uh, DJ Ugalalele, uh, whatever. I think I'm that's like that Ugalalele. <laughs> yeah, uh, the dude's a stud. I think. Uh, I mean, Clemson's going to be good for years to come. But it was a yeah. thrilling game. Ian Book. Uh, Ian Book played really good for Notre Dame. Uh, the refs were making it last for like four hours because they kept reviewing every play, which was driving me crazy. But uh, yeah, I called it Notre Dame. I think they're do you think do you think Notre Dame is legit now? I I can't I I don't ever think Notre Dame's legit. I mean I, I really I mean, they're up to two. They're number two in the country. So but they were number four a couple of years ago and they got blown out by Bama. That's true. But, I I really need to see like I would like to see Notre Dame play Clemson again in the with, ACC championship with Trevor Lawrence. I do too. I think and if would, they if they beat them there, okay, they are actually borderline contenders uh, well they're contenders now I, I mean i don't know i think we're, i think we're just going to disagree on that but it's okay. <laughs> i'm just a notre dame hater I know you rudy are. wasn't even a good player get over the, it the rudy slander does not belong on this podcast i've been um, saying that for <laughs> going down south florida just pounces on georgia stenson bennett does not play in i think the second half or he, he sat down and then there was, like, this video of the back of the quarterback that they're putting in, like, throwing the ball, and it, like, literally went and hit some random person. Like, <laughs> you're not in good hands. Florida, they might be legit. I don't know. I'm still up in there about them. But I, I missed I miss a lot of Saturday's games because I was just traveling, so I didn't get to watch much except the Clemson-Notre Dame game. But I, I did see Florida. They did beat – Georgia, um, good road win. I didn't see this coming. I thought Georgia had a really good defense. Meanwhile, they gave up 43 points to Florida. Georgia's second loss of the year, probably going to take – that probably knocks them out of the playoff, I would think. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I know it's two good teams, but if you're the college football committee, you're just kind of like, oh, well, they can't beat the good teams. Yeah, the two chances they've had against Alabama and uh, Florida, they've, they've lost, so no good yeah. wins. Um, heading up north, Michigan – now one and two on the year, they barely beat Minnesota. Then they lose to Michigan State. Now they lose to Indiana. Indiana we thought was ranked high coming into the week. They were number thirteen. Now they beat, uh, excuse me, Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, man, he's playing with fire. He won't get fired in the middle of the season. No. He's gonna get. He's getting fired on the off season. He's just either that or he's resigning. He will not be the head coach of Michigan next year. That that's a. I was a little bit skeptical of that last week, but. I mean, Michigan just – no, they're just – They, they, they just proved can't. it. They are not legit. And Michigan's no, never had – I mean, they're like you said, they're always ranked so high, but they don't ever have, like, a truly good quarterback or a truly, like, really good player since – um, who, oh, who was on the NZA football 14 cover? It was a Michigan player. Denard Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have not had a good quarterback since Denard Robinson. I mean, you could even argue uh, a certain guy who plays for Tampa right now in the NFL, uh, Mr. Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get back to that one. That wasn't a thriller. 
Yeah, but, you know, Michigan, they they struggle. Uh, and then <clears throat> how about a weirdest scheduling game? Uh, USC, they said 9 a.m. local time on uh, – Big noon Fox kickoff, whatever it's called, and they barely get by Arizona State. Uh, I didn't watch this game. I don't, I don't know if you did. I watched a little bit of it because I was like, I was like, this this can't be real. Like this has to be a highlight or something. But it it was it was live. I mean, USC played Arizona State nine a.m. local time. Um, this upcoming week, I believe it's Arizona plays Oregon State at nine thirty local time. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's like super weird. Let me let me pull it up real quick. You can go ahead and get to the next game. I, I need well, to I look gonna, this up. I was going to say it makes sense because you don't you don't have any fans this year, so you could play the game at three in the morning and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, but <laughs> like mean, at the same time, like you don't want to like have the play. I mean, you figure right. Players need to be up around four hours before game time. Like, so you're going to tell me that they're waking up at five a.m. or whatever? Like that's yeah, ridiculous. I, if they were kicking off at maybe 10 or 11, I could see it. But, yeah, 9 a.m. I, I don't think I've ever seen an NFL game, or a football game kick off at 9 a.m. at, like, that level. It's, it's even weird because, like, Big 12 teams that are obviously, you know, central time, they play at 12 p.m. Well, 12 p.m. our time, our eastern time, is 11 a.m. their time. So, like, it's just – it's weird. There's nothing, worse than, there's nothing worse than 11 a.m. kickoff for, for <laughs> Not a fan. For me. No, I'm not a fan. I'm sometimes sleeping still, but yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, going into our next game, uh, Liberty getting a huge upset win against Virginia Tech. I did not see this coming. Um, so I, I don't. Do you know what happened? I, I like I said, I so, just so I just Liberty lied. was going to kick a field goal um, and try to win the game. Well, what happened was he kicked it, and I don't know if it was blocked or just returned. But either way, the Virginia Tech runner ran it back for a touchdown and Virginia Tech was going to win the game. Well, Justin Fuente, the coach of Virginia Tech, called a timeout right before and no one heard. So then the Liberty kicker gets a second opportunity and knocks it right through the post. They win the game 38-35. Liberty, surprising, man. It's a good year for the religious freeze. I was going to I mean, say religious schools, Notre Dame, BYU, Liberty. I mean, shout out to – I mean, they got God on their side this this year. I mean, Liberty now is ranked number 22 in the country. And let's see who they have left. They have they have Western Carolina, who has not played a game yet. I think they're FCS. So. Um, NC State, I could see them losing that. UMass. Okay, UMass is 0-2. And then they actually finish up the season against Coastal Carolina. Both teams are 7-0. and That's actually a pretty good matchup. <laughs> the mid-major championship, I would call that. I mean, that is, that is terrible. That is mm, god-awful. Just rip, rip to Liberty. Liberty, BYU, Notre Dame, those three schools, no losses this year. I yeah, mean, but what? they can't celebrate because, you know, they're, they're like religious schools, so they can't drink alcohol. I mean, True. they can barely look at the other sex, so, like. They'll celebrate with a nice, warm mug of hot chocolate. That's, that's, the, celebra- that's, the, that's the extent of the celebration. A nice glass of milk. <laughs> but, yeah, are, going ah, to, glass of the milk. Yeah, going to uh, kind of an uh, underrated game. Uh, you, you called it. You said Maryland would cover the spread, and then they just blow out Penn State. Uh, Penn yeah, State, I mean, Penn State had a 25-point spread coming in. This. That was way too high. Didn't they lose by over 20, Penn State, I want to say? They lost, I think, by 17. 
Okay, so they still got beat pretty bad. Uh, Penn State's 0-3. Uh, James Franklin, do you think he's on that hot seat or yeah. no? Yeah. I think, you know, you lose the first one, all right. We get it. It's kind of weird year. Second one, um, okay, that's not looking pretty good. You have to turn it around. You lose to Maryland, not good. Hey, they have Tua's brother, though. So, I mean, Maryland could be – you never know. Well, they could... I mean, we're going we're gonna to talk about that, but I think the – Tagalovas, whatever it's called, had the best weekend in sports. I mean, yeah, they are. I think Penn State needs to like go undefeated the rest of the season. I don't think it's going to happen. I get it. You lost to Ohio State. Okay, Ohio State's a good team. Well, you lose to Maryland. That's a problem. You lose to Indiana. That's a problem. I get Indiana's ranked now, but Indiana might be Indiana might be better than we thought, though. I think they are. By all means, it's just surprising. Um, But yeah. Yeah, and then kind of going into, uh, you know, the COVID news of the week, you know, 10 games were canceled or postponed. And already today I've seen uh, Alabama LSU this upcoming weekend could be in jeopardy because they have LSU as four players who have tested positive um, on the team. LSU just doesn't want to play them. I mean. (laughs) They're actively, like, trying to get COVID. Yeah. I think I saw Mississippi State Auburn. They have been postponed. They've officially postponed for this weekend. So, no surprise. It's an SEC country. So, you know. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to make this podcast explicit. Good. Um, yeah, I'm trying to keep a good language here. Uh, top five. We have a new top five finally. Um, Bama number one. Do you like that? Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame. No. Notre Dame, good win. I think they're, they're right where they should be at number two. So, no, yeah, like you said, Notre Dame number two. You think they should have jumped Ohio State? Yes. They – Clemson was number one. That's a big win. Clemson hadn't lost in the regular season in like 50-something games. It's like 27. It was like since 2017 they lost against Syracuse. Ohio State number three. Um, Clemson number four. Do you think Clemson should have dropped more? No, I think they they got it right with the rankings this week. I think this is exactly where I would have probably ranked ranked the teams. Mm -hmm. And then Texas A&M at number five. Um, I mean, the truth be told is ACC, both ACC schools, Notre Dame and Clemson, someone's going to have to fight it out. Um, Alabama, Texas A&M, someone's going to have to fight it out. Texas A&M already lost at Alabama this year. So does this leave the mark where a team like Oregon can get in? Possibly. Um, Big 12, not likely. <laughs> Big 12 is no shot. Um, Cincinnati? That would be fun. Cincinnati's up to seven now, but I don't know if they they need teams. They to actually in front dropped of them. one. That sucks, right? I'm sure I'm cheering for Cincinnati to get in, but honestly, I think the top four we have right now, those are going to be your four teams in the playoff. If Notre Dame and Clemson went out and meet in the ACC title game, it's just going to be uh, they're going to play each other for who gets seeded where in the playoff. I think whoever loses that game is still going to get in. I think I think Clemson will have to win that game. If Clemson doesn't win that game, I can see them getting knocked out. Yeah, that's that's true because there'd be two game two losses against Notre Dame and now you know, I could see it being if Clemson wins, Notre Dame doesn't get kicked out because. Well, what about this scenario? Florida, who's in the SEC East, what if they beat Alabama in the SEC title game? Because in all likelihood, it's probably going to be Florida Alabama this year in the SEC championship. I could see that Alabama and Florida get in. Um, yeah, it just then it leaves room for okay, where's Ohio State going? Because Ohio State's going to run through. Yeah. Ohio State's Ohio State's getting in, so yeah, they're pretty much a guarantee. Um, the surprising teams in the top twenty-five, Indiana, all the way up to number ten. So they went from unranked after beating Penn State to number thirteen 
And then to number 10. Pretty surprising. I would yeah. love to see them play Ohio State. We have to they actually happens. play they play in two weeks, I'm pretty sure. I saw. Oh, okay. So thanks so. week before Thanksgiving? I think so, yeah. So we'll get to see if Indiana's actually legit. And then Coastal Carolina is all the way up to number fifteen. The team in Myrtle. Could they do a little, you know, baseball upside like they did a few years ago and somehow sneak in? Uh uh probably not. They probably this is probably gonna be the highest they get. I don't see yeah. them cracking in the top ten, even if they went out. It's just they're not in the best conference, so yeah, I would have to agree. And then Liberty at number twenty-two, um, another one that's kind of just there. There's nothing I can say about it. They're just there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, all right. So questions to ask, real quick. Can BYU somehow sneak into the playoffs? We kind of briefly spoke about this. One game left. Do they sneak in? No, not a chance. They need they need absolute chaos, and I don't think they need chaos. They need to schedule more opponents. You you do you have that those two scenarios happen, you might get in. <laughs> and that's yeah, yeah, and I don't think it's going to. We no. talked about Notre Dame versus Clemson. <clears throat> if Trevor Lawrence was in and he played, would this game have gone different? I would have picked Clemson to win. Clem, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is just he's what lost twice as a as the starter at Clemson. Two at games. Clemson, he's lost one game. He's never lost a regular season game. He's only lost a game against LSU. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, he would have he would have won. Now, the only reason I picked Notre Dame was because they didn't have Florence. But like I said, uh, Ukulele, uh, he's uh, – Ukulele. Ukulele. He's a, he's a stud. He's a stud. So Clemson will be uh, – they'll be in good hands after Lawrence leaves. So. Mm-hmm. At what point does Cincinnati jump over a team like Florida or Texas, or does it not happen at all? Um, like I kind of said, the SEC is going to have to beat up on each other a lot. They're going to have to, you know, Florida's going to have to get upset. A&M's going to have to get upset if that happens. And they both have two losses. Then Cincinnati, I think, could leapfrog both of them and get up to, like, number five. But they need Cincinnati needs chaos. I think Cincinnati can have a slim chance of getting in, but they need a lot of chaos to happen. Mm-hmm. So. so does a Big 12 team still have the chance to make it in the playoffs? Oklahoma State is currently the highest at number 14. Like I said earlier, uh, they have their chances gone. Oklahoma State blew it out the window when they lost to uh, Texas. Um, Oklahoma, Texas, they've made their way back into the rankings, but they're like 19th or 20th. So. Yeah, Oklahoma, I think, is 19th, and Texas is 23 or 21. Yeah, so it's, it's like usual, Big 12 is mediocre, so great to be a Big 12 fan. And then last one, is Indiana legit? Uh, ask me in two weeks. All right. <laughs> so that's appropriate answer after Ohio State, and then I'll give you my answer. But so, so going from Saturdays to Sundays, give me the first game that happened. Actually, not on Sunday, but last Thursday. Yeah, so Green Bay uh, jumped. They jumped out to a crazy huge lead against San Francisco. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he does not look like he ages. So uh, there's that. 49ers are super banged up. Uh, just. You know, 49ers, it's honestly impressive that they're four and five with with how yeah. banged up they are. It's I have to give a lot of credit with Kyle Shanahan. Um they're probably gonna finish last in that division this year. They're not they're not making the playoffs. So Yeah, I would have to agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Um next game, the first one we have on Sunday. No one really cares about the NFC East. Um due to preposterous teams. Giants win a close one against the Washington football team. The Giants have now surpassed my Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are now currently picking number three. Sad. Really, really sad. Is that the uh, highest – would that be the highest draft pick you've ever seen the Dallas Cowboys pick in your lifetime? 
And my lifetime, yes, because we had number four a couple of years ago when we got Zeke. But that's right. They did have the number one pick when they picked Aikman, I believe. Yeah, I think it was Troy Aikman. Here's a little stat. Uh, Daniel Jones, as a starter for the New York Giants, is 4-0 against Washington. Against everybody else, I believe he was 1-18. He is 4-0 against Washington. So as long as – if he played Washington every week, the dude would be an MVP candidate. Right? I mean, a dude might win the MVP. I, I mean, you, I, I will say this. Daniel Jones is starting to look a little bit better. I mean, he's starting to kind of – he still has the turnover problems, but he's starting to make those throws a little bit better. Um, able to run, able to trip a lot better. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny that the, th- the three bottom teams, the NFC, are all the NFC East. I, I just find it hysterical. Sad. I think right now the Cowboys pick three, the Giants pick four, and then the Washington football team picks five. That's just, that's, that's terrible. I mean, the Eagles are, sad. the Eagles have to coast, Eagles can lose. I mean, the Eagles can win five games. They're going to win. The, they're going to win the NFC East. The Eagles pretty much have to win two more games, and then that's it. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> moving to our moving to our next game, though. Uh, you know, Chicago playing Tennessee. This was maybe kind of a tough game to pick for us, uh, but Tennessee they they pull out the win. Didn't really. It wasn't really much of a game. Um, Bears lost. They've lost three straight now, and I believe they're sitting at five and four. So yeah. you know, Nick Foles at five and one start. It's Bears are they've they've dropped they've dropped from like the second team in the NFC down to like I think they're either seventh or eighth so they're right around that playoff bubble. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit scary uh, if you're a Chicago fan. Um, ten, like like you said, Tennessee did not play well. I mean, Derrick Henry I think had like 58 rushing yards. Tannehill threw for like 150 passing yards. Overall, yeah. not impressive. Just Bears lose three straight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another NFC North matchup. Matthew Stafford was questionable to play going into this week. He had a positive test, and then he had a negative test, and then another negative test. Vikings win. Little bit kind of a surprise. Not as much as I thought. Um, I believe I picked the game up on you for this one. Yeah, you picked Detroit. Or no, you picked Minnesota, and I picked Detroit. Okay. Yeah, so good win for me. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't – wasn't much of a much of a close game. Uh, Minnesota continues to screw me over like like uh, they always do. So nice nice for that. But I uh, going into uh, my team, uh, Kansas City playing Carolina yesterday. Um, it was I I called it. I said this is going to be within seven points. I I said this is going to be a sneaky close game, and it was. Kansas City's defense probably for the second game this year did not look great. Uh, Carolina's offense just I mean they had Christian McCaffrey come back. I will give Carolina that. Uh, our rush defense. Who actually is now hurt, by the way. Yeah, he got he, he got a shoulder injury, in the game. I, I didn't I didn't think he did. I mean, he played the whole game. Yeah, it was no. like, wow. They said he's going to be out a couple weeks. Wow, I did not know that. That's jeez. But then, uh, yeah, Kansas City. Uh, our kicker doesn't know how to make extra points, so he almost blew us the game, and we we only, we had a two point lead, and Carolina drives down the field, and. <laughs> They took a 67-yard field goal to try and win it, and it was probably it shaked 20 yards right. So, thank God that uh, they we didn't allow any more yards for them to get Does this closer, make you but... nervous as a Kansas City fan going forward? Yes and no. Yes, because our rush defense is obviously not great. Uh, we just hope teams just barrel roll through our defensive line. It's just it's just frustrating to watch teams drive down the field on us. But 
I still think we are the best team. We have Patrick Mahomes. We have that explosive offense. I we're sitting at eight and one. Perfect. We're in a perfect position in the AFC. Um, I I'm not too concerned. We still got the win, and we got a bye week to get some guys healthy. So I can't really complain. Yeah. Um. You know, another AFC team, another AFC matchup that we saw: Houston <clears throat> at Jacksonville. Um. Houston should have blown Jacksonville out of the water like Hurricane Ada, but I mean Jacksonville just stuck around. <laughs> you didn't like that one? That was Oh, it's it's not really. It's not appropriate. I know I know how this drill works. Um Houston only wins by two points. <sighs> Should have beat Jacksonville's him. quarterback. The first play of the game, I think his name was like Luke Olton or something. He throws like an eighty yard pass down the field and the Jacksonville scores, so so nobody just shows up for Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville, I don't know, really. They almost made the Super Bowl, if you remember, like three or four years ago. They were this close to being the Patriots, and Blake now they Bortles. are back to being the sinking team. Blake Bortles. What a, what a yeah. guy. Yeah, Blake Bortles is coming at you live. Uh, yeah. Then kind of going from that game to a couple more AFC teams, uh, Baltimore and Indianapolis. Uh, I feel like we see this every week with Baltimore. They just play boring games. They're just yeah. I just don't have any interest in watching them. Uh, you know, they roll over Indianapolis, uh, get to 6-2. and two. I don't think they're a legit team this year. They look worse than last year. Lamar Jackson just – I don't know what it is. I think it's an MVP hangover or something. Uh, he can't. He still can't pass. So, Baltimore. Yeah. You yeah, know, it makes just... me nervous to see if the Ravens go down in the playoffs, if they can climb their way back. And I don't. I don't think they can. I don't think they're about it. Yeah. It's sad. Whatever. Um, interconference matchup we had. Buffalo uh, blows Seattle out. You always said that these NFC are the, excuse me, not NFC, but these West to East Coast matchups are a little, you know, kind Tough. of it. And so Buffalo just killed Russell Wilson, killed the Hawks, pulled out their guns, started shooting, and 44-34, Buffalo wins. I also said take the over in this game. That's now two straight weeks where I the over is hit for for my for my bets. So for our uh, Thursday listeners, start listening to Espen. We're getting we're getting the bets of the week right. At least the over unders. Don't the spreads. I don't know what we're doing on spreads. I don't think we're doing too great. But over unders. I I just knew this was going to be the Seahawks. I mean, they, I think they have the worst defense in the NFL. I, I might have to agree with you there. Um, excuse me. Oof. Uh, yeah, Seattle's defense sucks, man. Russell Wilson also just—he's. I think Mahomes has passed him in the MVP race because he had four turnovers yesterday. He had two picks, two fumbles. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is up to like—I think he's up to twenty-five touchdowns in one pick. What? Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's insane. Hey, uh, Seattle can play the Jets, all right? It's like playing a playing a college team. Well, we actually beat Buffalo and beat him pretty handily. At Seattle couldn't, so it was a close uh, game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of a close game that shouldn't have been a close game, uh, Atlanta, uh, I mean, they were up by 21 points with nine minutes to go. I was like, there's no way. But, yep, they had to make it interesting. Uh, they, they did pull away. Drew Locke, they had the ball. The Broncos had the ball uh, on the last drive. Couldn't do anything. Uh, Falcons almost blow it. They're three and six. Atlanta still sucks, I think. Mm-hmm. Arthur Blank might have a heart attack. I mean, he, <laughs> so, he yeah. really did pick the worst team to own. Yeah, you said that to me yesterday. Uh, it's yeah. It. It's, I'm actually gonna let you take the next game as well because I didn't watch this. You almost picked up a game on me, made it even, oh but this screwed you, man. 
the Raiders Chargers. This was uh, I watched the ending of this. It was crazy. So Justin Herbert drives down the field and have two cracks in the end zone. I think there's like seven seconds left. First attempt, guy catches it and he it should have been a touchdown. He he fumbles it out of bounds. So it's an incomplete pass. And then his next play catches it and holds the ball. And it's I thought it was a touchdown. I was going wild. I was like, yes, let's go, Chargers! Finally, let's go. And nope, it's it's not the Raiders win. So, Chargers are this. Chargers are still the Chargers. Justin Herbert, great quarterback. He's probably he might be the rookie of the year, but just he's playing for such a crappy. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it was based on what you texted me. I was like, oh, like, and I saw the videos and like the dude. I thought the dude had it, but yeah, I'll let you take the next one for. Uh... I'm not. I'm not mad about this. I'm not sad. Nothing. Dallas takes an early lead. Our defense played great under Garrett Gilbert. Um, well, I mean, he's the quarterback. Uh, or Gilbert Garrett, one of the two. Not 100% sure. I don't know. Pittsburgh makes a comeback in the second half. Big morale victory for us. Um, I think if you're the Cowboys, you start Garrett Gilbert going forward over Andy Dalton come after the bye week. Yeah. Um, I was you don't see you don't see this for me often or hear this for me often. I was cheering for the Cowboys. Just I, I felt bad for them. I felt bad for Dak. Uh, and also it too, it would help us a little bit for Pittsburgh to lose, but I still don't think Pittsburgh's legit. <laughs> I mean, they struggled yeah. against a they struggled against a no offense a pretty bad team. No, I mean it's not offensive. You know, we didn't play well um, for the majority of the season. We came alive yesterday. I think we did really good. I, I I don't think the Steelers are legit. I think Patrick Mahomes, if he went against them, you're probably looking at 31 points by the Chiefs. Yeah, um, I seriously thought, I think all of America was like, holy crap, is this the upset of the season? Like, is Dallas yeah. actually going to pull, pull this off? But, you know, Dallas uh, still stole the division hunt. I mean, you got that. <laughs> yeah, well, we could either have the number three pick or we could be in the playoffs right now. Says yeah. a lot about our character. Yeah, and then uh, last late game of the day, uh, Miami-Arizona. This was an underrated, really good matchup. Uh, Kyler mm-hmm. Murray versus Tua. Two great, uh, two great quarterbacks that they played each other in college in the playoff. Um, Miami with two at two and zero oh now. Miami Dolphins yeah. are five and three. So, I mean, what do you think? You think two is the you stick with him going forward? I think you have to stick with him going forward. Um, I think you need to develop this year, and you know he played well. He played really, really well. And you know, right now, if you think about it, okay, well, <laughs> the Browns are starting to kind of choke. All right, well, Vegas is not really there. All right, AFC South, Colts not looking too promising. Miami could find their way into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the AFC playoff picture is going to be so much fun to watch. Just five or six teams competing for two spots, basically. So, Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you there. And then our Sunday night matchup, that was supposed to be a really good matchup. Um, not – it wasn't. I'm your I captain now. I didn't watch one second of the game. <laughs> you didn't miss nothing. I saw it was. I saw Saints jumped up to the early lead, like fourteen nothing. Then next time I look at my phone, it was thirty-one nothing at halftime. I was like, "This, this, this yeah. can't be right." Tom Brady. Anyway, I heard he had a. I heard Tom Brady had a pick. horrible. He had a horrible game. Uh, I saw one of his picks. He just lobbed it up for a prayer, and it was just one of the worst passes I've ever seen. So yeah, it uh, was not a promising game. Everybody can hop off the Tampa's good bandwagon because I don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're good, but the Saints have beat them twice now. And the Saints now, you think the Saints are? You think the Saints are good? They're, I mean, they're on a four. I'm still not. Or? I'm still not believing them. 
I know that sounds kind of weird, but I, I don't <clears throat> think that they are, I think they're good, but I think they have a lot to prove left. Lots right now. Prove. A lot left, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if the playoffs started now, the Saints would be the one seed. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. All right. We're going we're gonna to play a little new segment. Am I talking crazy? I'm going to list off a few statements. You tell me if I'm talking crazy. First one is Mitchell Trubisky starts another game this season for the Bears. I say you are not crazy. You think what he you, starts? Yeah. I think, I, I think, you know, it's – I can see them just kind of being like Miami. They may just go back and forth between quarterbacks all yeah. year. And kind of like Dallas, too. They might just kind of go – just one of those situations. I would have um, to agree with you there. I'll take the next one for, for you. Uh, so are the Packers the new favorites to win the NFC after Tampa and Seattle get blown out and take big losses? I, I think so. Like I said shortly ago, I don't think the Saints are legit. Um, I still think Seattle's good. But, you know, they're like Oklahoma. You got to make every game a shootout. And so if that's the case, I could see the Packers beating them in a shootout. Um I mean, we saw it a few weeks ago. The Packers just went down to Tampa, and the Packers got smacked. So, which team is going to show up? Or did the Packers do the smack? And the Packers, no, they, they got smacked. No, the Packers blew Tampa out. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers make another trip to the Super Bowl. NFC is so tough right now. I don't know who's – there could be legit be seven or eight teams in the NFC, I think, that I would say could go to the Super Bowl. Um, and then speaking of another one, that's kind of interesting. Am I talking crazy when I say the Vikings will make the playoffs this season? Uh, their next four games include very easy matchups. Well, not easy, but winnable games against Chicago, Dallas, Carolina, and Jacksonville. Um. I don't think so. I, I think the Vikings are starting to figure it out a little bit. You know, we don't, we know it. Kirk Cousins is not the man in Minnesota, but you run the ball, you, you let Dalvin Cook do his thing. You get it to Adam Thielen, you get it to uh, Justin Jefferson. I think Minnesota can very easily win the next four games. Um, you know, Chicago struggling, Dallas, you know, defense is struggling, but if you light up them enough, you know, their offense isn't catching up. Panthers. All right. That might be an underrated game. Jags. You know, it's probably a win. I wouldn't be surprised. I think I would be surprised. I disagree with you. I think the Vikings are – but the NFC is – they're just beating up on each other, it seems like. I think you could be like an 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven team and make the playoffs this year in the NFC. It's just that there's just so many teams that are kind of in that same boat of, you know, mediocre to good. So, yeah. you know, it should be interesting. Next statement. Baltimore's offense is not legit. You are not crazy for that statement. Lamar Jackson still can't figure out how to pass. Uh, their their run game, you know, Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, um, they're not they're not as good. Their defense is okay. They just like we said, they could just play boring football and just they're. I mean, they. I just don't think they're. I just don't think they're a legit team, and I don't think their offense is either. Yeah. All right. Next one. Are the, well, not are the Raiders are a playoff team? I I. You are. You're talking crazy. And you think so? I think you're – yeah. Uh, I've said this for a while. Uh, just what I believe, Derek Carr, he'll get you that 8-8 eight eight record. He's a stable quarterback, me- mediocre quarterback. I also just love to uh, – I also just love to bag on the Raiders. But 
I just don't think they're I don't think they're a legit team. Yeah, I shouldn't say anything because they actually beat us, but they're our only loss. But you know, it's yeah. I mean, if you look at their wins, all right, they beat the Saints at home. Well, they go to Arrowhead, they beat Kansas City. That's a pretty big statement win. They beat yeah. a close one in Cleveland, but they lose to you know really mediocre teams. Um, I believe who have they? I think they've oh. lost to. I want to say they've lost. Blank. I want to say they lost the Broncos, maybe. They might have. I'm going to look that up real quick. Give me the next am I crazy statement. Am I crazy for saying Dallas is going to flip the switch this season and win the NFC East under Garrett Gilbert? I think you are talking crazy. I think Garrett Gilbert can get us a couple more wins, but I don't think, you know, we're going much more. Yeah, I would I would have to uh, – I would definitely have to agree with you there. Uh, Dallas is just – it's a, it's a throwaway season, you know, just try and try and take any positives you can out of it. So, yeah. And looking at the Raiders schedule now, they've lost to the bills, the Patriots and the Buccaneers. So they lost to some good teams, except the Patriots. Well, if you, God, they, and the teams you listed off that they beat, I mean, they beat the chiefs, the, the Panthers. Saints. They've played a tough schedule. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe I, maybe I might come around them. I mean, they five and three play around probably the toughest schedule in the NFL. Yeah, they uh, it's definitely close. Um, now you know. Give me the other sport news of the week. Yeah, so uh, we got a little bit of golf news. I didn't watch much of the Houston Open. Carlos Ortiz, first Mexican-born player to win uh, on the PGA Tour since like the 1940s. So cool for Mexico to have a winner there. And uh, transi- transitioning into this week, we have uh, a nice little uh, tournament going on at Augusta this week. Uh, fall at Augusta. Uh, I saw the pictures of what the course looks like with fall leaves. You sent, me, you sent me a specific picture on Instagram that we will uh, we'll leave, we'll, we'll leave out, but uh, it was a fun picture to look at. Uh, you know, I'll probably give more of a prediction for our show on Thursday that comes mm-hmm. out, but, uh, you know, biggest major of the year, Tiger Woods, the defending are champion. They, uh, are they doing the par three? They're canceling that this year because okay. of, of COVID. Uh, it's going to be super weird with no stands and no fans. It's just, you know, you, you watch Sunday at the Masters, you hear those roars on TV. You won't get that this year. That'll be strange. Um, I, I'll still take Masters over no Masters, so happy about that. Yeah, I mean, the next two majors are the Masters. Yeah, can't, can't really complain. And then uh, going, going into a little bit of other uh, sporting news with uh, NASCAR, uh, I actually watched the race. Uh, Chase Elliott wins his first ever championship. Um, cool to see him. Um, boy, NASCAR though—it's—it's it's the popularity for that thing, for that sport has just gone down the drain. It's just nobody, nobody cares. I, I, I used to be a huge fan when I was a kid. Now I'm—I kind of pay attention a little bit. So, you know, cool for cool for Chase Elliott. And then we do have some international matches this week: um, USA versus Wales. The future of U.S. soccer is supposedly here. Um, supposedly be now. We're gonna see what happens though. We're gonna see. Yeah, you know, Wales is a Wales is a decent team. They made the Euro in 2016. Now they got Gareth Bale, stud. Uh, he's on the back end of his career. But I'm ready for I'm ready for the US to end the World Cup qualifying here. I think they start next year. I'm pretty sure. Since yeah, I believe World they Cup start next year. Yeah, I believe they start next year. I don't know how it's gonna work though because the Olympics. Usually the Olympics, um, it's all U23 and under, and so then we could actually. I'm, now I think about it, we could probably have every single one of our players be on that team. With the I exception like, like the, two. 
I like the direction it's heading. I haven't watched a ton of U.S. matches recently just because they haven't played a lot. So um, we're going, we're going up. We need, we need to, we need to. I, I'm, I'm glad we got rid of the Clint Dempsey's and Josie Altidore's and you know Tim Howard's in the world. They were great. They were great, but they're just so old now. It's just yeah. Hey, I, so, I love Clint Dempsey. Michael Bradley, I, no, you suck. Michael Bradley, this ass. But. As always, um, T underscore A underscore G Sports uh, is our Twitter. Um, the name is going to be above right there, Espen's Head. Um, this is also our last episode on YouTube. We are fully going to audio, uh, Spotify, Apple, um, Google. I don't know. Whatever it's. It's the, last time, it's the last time you guys can see our uh, shining faces. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll be back one day. One day long from now. Yeah, so yeah, like Sam said, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we've been lacking on the content. It's just, just one, of those, one of those busy stretches for me and Sam, but we're definitely you know, still, still trying to get that content out. Uh, Sam picks up two games, two games this week on me, so uh, seven, up. Se- seven games up with uh, – Eight, eight weeks left. Eight weeks left. Yeah. So getting a little nervous for you, man. I'm gonna have to be. I'm gonna be wearing Cowboys masks. Great. <laughs> yeah, not a promising thing. Um, but yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah, we might do some shows together next week. So it'll be fun to have some in-person audio together. So see you then. Yeah, for sure. All right, take care, man. See you later.